The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you for joining me. We have a very interesting and unusual show coming up today. I'm looking forward to it. I know you are, too. Joining me today is my special guest, Dr. Mike Poulin. Welcome, Dr. Poulin. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you. Uh, for those of you who might not have seen it on the um website description. I'll give you just a brief summary about Dr. Poulin. He got his doctorate degree from Parker Chiropractic College in Dallas, Texas. Dr. Poulin has been in practice as a chiropractor in Northern Virginia for 21 years. He owns and operates Poulin Chiropractic, which actually has two locations, and uh, he his associate is Dr. Michael Siri. They also have four massage therapists at the office. Uh, Dr. Poulin specializes in the uh, Cox, or, or should I say he is also certified in the Cox technique. Dr. Poulin is clearly very experienced, very knowledgeable. I should also add that he has four children of his own. So today as we talk about babies, understand that not only does Dr. Poulin come to this with some chiropractic expertise, but he comes sort of understanding children and parents' concerns as well. By way of full disclosure, I should say that uh, Dr. Poulin is my personal personal chiropractor, and there's a reason for that. Uh, he has been my personal chiropractor for more than a decade. It's because he's good, he's smart, he's nice, his office runs well, and for those of you who are some 20 to 30 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., uh, we'll give you a little bit of update on Poulin Chiropractic later in the show. At any rate, what I would like to talk about today especially is Dr. Poulin, over the last many years, I have often seen that there are children, uh, and when I say children, I usually mean newborns because those are usually the kids that I see, the the kids in the first 28 days, uh, newborns that have some difficulty with breastfeeding that are very often this one-sided uh, preference. And I'd be the first to say that there are any number of reasons why a baby might have a preference. And actually, sometimes I think it's just that the mother has the preference. But one of the things that I think is frequently overlooked is the possibility of torticollis. So I'd like to talk with you a little bit about that today. Uh, first, from the standpoint of helping our listeners to understand a little bit about chiropractic in general, and then a little bit about chiropractic for babies and a little bit about the the uh, the uh, 
condition itself. So I think first of all, uh, maybe the first question is, is chiropractic treatment safe for newborns? Absolutely. Uh, chiropractic is over 100, 110 years old. Uh, oh, wow. We are researching and doing a lot of, of research as we go on and on. We have a lot of clinical and we have a lot of, of um, journals that write up uh, different conditions that, that succeed very, very well with chiropractic care. But definitely there's some more ongoing research as continuing is more necessary, especially for pediatric cases uh, like torticollis and ear infections, um, breastfeeding, lots of different things like that as well. Uh, and chiropractic, chiropractic also in general, uh, we treat lots of back and neck pain, but we do treat a lot of these torticollis uh, cases in adults and definitely in children more and more and more, uh, especially if the parents are, are chiropractic patients. There's a little bit more, uh, they try chiropractic first before they try doing some other avenues. And so actually that would bring me to a, sort of a simple question, which is, does every baby or every adult need chiropractic? And the answer I su- suspect is no. No, but absolutely. But if, if, if I were a parent, one of the questions I'd be asking is, does the baby feel pain when you treat the baby? No. Usually the, the, the baby will either lie, lie on a patient, uh, table face up, or sometimes the mom will hold the baby and will do the adjustments that way. Uh, and usually we're very, very gentle. I would say half of the adjustments are done manually, uh, very, very gentle. Again, don't think of a, an adult being adjusted. It's a very, very simple manipulation that's done. And the other half of the time, we use a little instrument called an activator, which just gently taps the vertebrae back in place, and it's a very, very gentle little tapping that realigns the vertebrae. And again, the very, I would say 80, 85% of the time, children don't even respond at all. The other, other 15%, they may cry for a second, but then they, uh, they stop. So pain, none of them complain, put it that way. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm assuming that you have adjusted your own children along the way many times. Absolutely. All, th- all four of my children were uh, non-forcep, non-C-section deliveries, and, um, and we, I adjusted all four of my children. After the months, uh, two or three months old, I, I started adjusting them. Um, I find that if, there, if there's a vacuum or a forcep delivery, more of a forced or traumatic birth, uh, they sometimes will require uh, chiropractic care at earlier in age, especially if they see torticollis or they see some conditions that may be more obviously uh, in need of some manual uh, stretching, muscle work, chiropractic care, and so forth. Um, Dr. Pullen, you mentioned chiropractic, uh, excuse me, you mentioned torticollis or AC. What is AC? Uh, torticollis, and then um, I don't recall saying that, but it, no. in general, it's, it's most, of, most of the patients who have the torticollis or, or ear infections um, or symptoms of that nature that they pay, the patients will see they need some care. Or if it's a traumatic delivery, for sure, those are definitely some patients who will bring their children in for that, um, even if no torticollis is noted, just more as a, as a checkup to check the baby's uh, cervical spine. Okay. Okay. So maybe I need to back up a little bit and give our audience just a little bit of a, uh, a filler inner here if they're not acquainted with what torticollis is. Uh, lay people very frequently will call it twisted neck or twisted neck syndrome. And really it is a stricture of the sternocleidomastoid muscle. The sternocleidomastoid muscle or SCM is sort of a thick muscle that goes from approximately your baby's jaw down to its collarbone. That's a little bit over uh, simplified, but that's the idea. The angle of the jaw uh, 
to the base of the neck of, uh, of, above the clavicle is what's affected. And about 75% of the time, it's on the right side of the, that uh, the muscle is involved. Now, a lot of times these simply resolve spontaneously. I am aware, however, of one case where one mother told me a very harrowing story about how she didn't get treated, or or rather the baby didn't get treated promptly, and it lingered on for many, many, many months. So I think maybe one of the, the questions I would ask is, if the parent, especially if the baby has had a traumatic delivery, can you give us a description of how the parent might suspect that maybe the baby has a torticollis or a, a twisted neck? Sure. Um, some of the obvious uh, things that parents would look for, is, as Dr. Siri and I try to uh, evaluate conditions for this, we try to tell the parents to look for certain different things. Uh, as I was doing some research for this program today, um, I, I was following up as I was amazed that 81% uh, roughly of torticollises are, are, are uh, Cricks in the neck of the of the SCM muscle are usually induced. Eighty one percent are muscular, but eighteen percent are non muscular. So what happens is, of the eighteen percent, sometimes there's some underlying factors that chiropractic cannot help, of course, uh, as in clipophiles. So what a parent would look for for that is a short neck or a lower hairline, uh, neurologic disorders, ocular disorders, even some strabismus. Uh, if the ah. baby has some strabismus, you would refer them to an ophthalmologist, uh, not to the chiropractor. Yes, uh, uh, Dr. Fuller, excuse me, let me, let me interrupt. For our audience oh, that I'm might sorry. not know, uh, strabismus, strabismus is a cross-eyed condition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're thinking you would look for the short neck, the lowered hairline, the um, cross-eyed. What, what else did you just spout uh, off there? 17% were brachial plexus and about 11% were central uh. nervous system. So the nurses, the ped nurses, would probably catch a lot of the, the disorders, uh, the central nervous system. They do their, their initial workup of the newborn. So those, those percent, the ones I listed off there are the are the 18% that would probably not be referred to the chiropractor. But 81%, which was amazingly high uh, toward the pediatric torticolysis, showed that they were definitely muscular and not in origin. Uh, and those are the ones that you'd refer to a chiropractor, a physical therapist, or a massage therapist. But what we look for for that is, like you said earlier, it's the reduction in range of motion. Uh, sometimes patients will come in complaining about a crick in their neck where they can't turn the neck whatsoever. So they'll be kind of fixed to one side and a limited range of motion upon turning gently. Uh, the, the dad or the mom may be bathing the baby and trying to turn the neck a little bit, and they'll find that one way it turns just fine. The other way, yep. it will not rotate whatsoever. So some some general things that we would look for uh, from a symptoms, and that's what we tell parents to look for. And can you help us to understand... Um, does the chiropractor adjust the muscles or the uh, joints? Help us to understand that a little bit. That's a great, great question. Uh, patients will ask us typically, which one came first, the muscle uh, locking up in spasm, or is there a misalignment of the neck or uh, the clavicle? Is there something going on there? And it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. We don't know exactly <laughs> which one came first, but we look at both. From, uh, in our practice, that's what Dr. Siri and I look for. We look for, we'll evaluate the spine without doing any kind of x-rays. We'll do manual palpation first and just check it, range, check the neck, check the thoracic spine, uh, just check for any kind of subluxations, any kind of misalignments uh, of the spine. They're not moving as well as they should. Um, and it's mostly motion palpation. And just by palpating is how we, we diagnose initially um, in a torticollis case. So would it be fair to say 
that if I felt that my baby might have some some of those symptoms that you're that you've just rattled off for us, would it be fair to say that the the chiropractor might do at least an assessment, even if the parent chooses not to have a treatment? Would that be a correct assumption? That's absolutely. We do a thorough examination uh, before we do any kind of treatments in our office. Um, and on, and on pediatric cases, we don't x-ray very very often. Uh, we will typically do a couple treatments for starters, three, four treatments, and they usually respond very fast. Uh, children respond much quicker than adults, so that's usually one avenue that we kind of try to reduce radiation at all costs. If the patient, uh, the, the baby, does not respond until, you know, after three or four visits, there's not much improvement, then we probably would engage a pediatric neurologist to help with us um, or send them over to the hospital to get some x-rays done um, there to make sure there's no congenital uh, conditions going on, as I mentioned earlier, like clipophile is uh, when the cervical neck um, has two or more vertebrae that are fused together. If they have a congenital condition like clipophile, um, a little bit more and more work is going to be necessary than just a uh, um, idiopathic torticollis, like the one we're talking about with the uh, sternocleidomastoid. Wow, this has been so informative. We're uh, just uh, talking right now with chiropractor Dr. Mike Poulin, who has been with us for this first segment. Dr. Poulin has helped us to understand a little bit about torticollis, a little bit about chiropractic, and has helped us to understand some of the kinds of symptoms that he would look for, as well as uh, some basic assessments. For those of you who have just joined us, don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. I'm your host, Marie Biancuto. I have with me today chiropractor, very experienced chiropractor, Dr. Mike Poulin. Just before we went to break, Dr. Poulin was telling us about torticollis, newborns, some of the signs and symptoms, and so forth. And so uh, what I'd like to talk about next is, first of all, to ask Dr. Poulin about some possible adverse effects, because I know that parents always ask me that, and also then to talk about maybe a a little case. So, Dr. Poulin, could we start off with, first of all, I usually get two things when the word chiropractic comes out of my mouth. One is, oh, those guys are all just a bunch of quacks, and that's quackery, and of course, usually my comeback to that is, look, you know, I... (laughs) I know plenty of people who are quacks, and they have all sorts of different uh, degrees or credentials. And the other thing is, um, is there any adverse effect to uh, doing chiropractic on a, on a baby, specifically the baby? Let, let's, Great question. Okay, can you, can you enlighten Absolutely. us, please? The adverse, the adverse effects uh, of, the, of the manipulation, the fact that we go very, very gentle, um, and it's just very much to patient tolerance. We tolerance test every patient. So whether it be uh, a two-day-old or a 95-year-old, we do, we do what's called tolerance testing. And that means you, you just check the range of motion and before you go to that patient's limits. You don't want to be painful, so you go very, very gentle with the treatments, and you kind of slowly work up. So the way we treat a 350-pound uh, uh, Redskin offensive lineman, Washington Redskin <laughs> football player, is totally, totally different than we adjust, obviously, a two-year-old uh, or a two-day-old. But, uh, yeah, the key is we go very, very gentle. Um, in general, again, we have had no, in 21 years, knock on wood, uh, we've had no cases where we've had um, adverse reaction to our adjustments with a, uh, the child or an infant of that, of that nature. Um, but, again, we're going extremely gentle. Uh, but kids do respond very, very fast. Uh, if you did over-adjust a child, I guess you could sprain a muscle in, in their neck. Um, but, again, that's the reason why we go very slow uh, and go to patient tolerance. Uh, and, obviously, if it hurts, then we don't do it. Dr. Poulin, I'm assuming that when you talk about um, tolerance testing for a baby that isn't old enough to talk, that you're really looking for his nonverbal behaviors. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, looking at yeah. nonverbal behaviors. So, uh, especially when we're, we're feeling their neck and just kind of touching their neck, uh, if we need an area that needs to be, uh, that's inflamed, that's irritated, that may be misaligned, that we are looking at to possibly adjust, sometimes the, the baby will actually reach to grab our hand as to pull it away from that and say, hey, don't, don't do that. That it hurts wow. me when you touch that. So we get a lot of nonverbal cues like that. Uh, or you'll kind of feel them wince and kind of lean away from that side, uh, almost like, whoa, don't do that. It irritates that side. So we do get a lot, of, and obviously if we push on it, uh, sometimes they'll kind of start grimacing or start whining a little bit. So we do get a lot of nonverbal uh, cues as well. Uh, we'll ask the parents a lot of questions of, 
of sleeping, where their sleeping habits are. Can they sleep on their back? Can they sleep on their side? Oh. What kind of uh, what kind of cues have they picked up at home when they're bathing, sleeping, uh, things of that nature as well? Wow, because I, I, I'm thinking this has got to be where having four kids of your own kind of comes in handy here. <laughs> you kind of tuned into the, the kids and their behavior. Can you tell us a little bit about an interesting case that you've worked with, particularly with a newborn? Sure, sure. I had a uh, mom and dad that had been patients of ours about eight, eight, nine years, and they brought in a two-day-old uh, into us who had torticollis. And uh, the nurses at the hospital and the doctor had checked them over, and they thought there was no, no uh, neurological or no uh, tumors, nothing of that nature that would be causing their torticollis. So they thought it was more muscular in nature. Uh, they weren't sure from what reason, so they called that idiopathic. Uh, when you're not sure the, the origin of it, they call it idiopathic. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, what we did is we we um, evaluated the child and so forth. The baby had a, a list or a lean to the left hand side, and um, they were like, "Wow, we don't know what to do," you know. And the, the the doctors had told them, like you had said earlier, the longer you let it go, the more the muscle gets used to staying in that 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 shortened state, and it gets harder and harder to get the muscle to relax. And and it's kind of a you have to work on both. You had asked me earlier. Which one are you working on? And you're working on both. If we can get the vertebrae back in place, get the vertebrae to, to get back in alignment, we call out of subluxation and get to, to maintain, well, then the muscle then relaxes. Um, some people believe uh, if you work the muscle, then the muscle will relax. But we find if you work the vertebrae first and then the muscle, some gentle massaging with the thumb, uh, massaging that muscle, uh, the muscle relaxes much, much faster and the torticollis resolves much faster. On this wow. child, we had treated for two visits. On the second visit, was a good 50% of the head lean was back to normal. And by the fourth visit, it was totally gone. Uh, it was a very great, great case, and the parents were very pleased. Um, I believe the um, the pediatrician was the one that referred this, this patient uh, to us, encouraged the parents who had already been patients of ours, encouraged them to, to seek chiropractic care. Uh, and they said, oh, great, we'll see our chiropractor. So uh, we were very blessed, and that was a great case and responded very, very well to chiropractic care in our office. Oh, what a wonderful story, because sometimes it seems to me that, well, at least in my own experience, I've seen that some uh, medical doctors are less than eager to refer to the chiropractor. I find that some parents are less than eager to do anything other than the pediatrician. And honestly, there's a reason why we have multiple disciplines in healthcare. It's because everybody does something a little different. And uh, clearly, in this case, uh, you were really able to help the baby in what, three or four treatments? Yes, ma'am. It was quite amazing. Uh, wow. Being in Northern Virginia and in the Washington, D.C. area, we're so blessed to have great, great specialists here. And we all kind of uh, use our, our science and our art and all our degrees that we've gotten and, and do what we can. But when it's outside of our scope of practice, uh, I think we it's all about patient number one and making right. sure we refer out to the, to the best specialist there is. So, yeah, we are blessed. We get lots of referrals from orthopedic surgeons, neurosurgeons, uh, pediatricians, general practitioners. Uh, we can't work as a team to get the patient better. And that's what it's really all about. And speaking of team, now I know that you have massage therapists in your own office, but in general, for a baby such as the one that you just described in that case, would you also suggest that the baby have massage therapy as well? I would, but I probably would start off with uh, educating the mom and dad of doing some home therapy first uh, with like a warm washcloth. 
such as uh, putting a, a warm washcloth on top of that, that muscle in the neck called SCM and just kind of relaxing that muscle and doing a little bit of gentle muscle um, with their thumb, just very gently going from the bottom of the jawbone down to the collarbone and kind of relaxing that muscle gently. Uh, a little olive oil or a little bit of a lotion, a hypoallergenic um, lotion would be fine. Something that uh, would, would not irritate the skin, especially if they have skin sensitivities. Um, but that would help a lot between their treatments uh, of relaxing that muscle as well. And we usually recommend doing both the right and the left. Obviously, the side that's in spasm, but the opposite side as well, so it doesn't start compensating as well. So you're thinking that the parent is able to feel that stricture, get some warmth on it, do a little massage with some olive oil or something, at least in between treatments, but that's something that that the parent can actually do to help the, their own child, yes? Absolutely. They can do it at home, and they can do it and, and, and save some money. Um, and then if, if we find it that you know, the parent doesn't want to do it or um, feels more comfortable in getting a, a massage licensed massage therapist, we have licensed massage therapists who can do that as well. But usually I'd rather the parent do it for sessions of maybe five to ten minutes, and even five minutes is plenty, more like two or three times a day, than trying to do one session for 20 minutes, I'd rather right. them do like shorter increments, and yes. especially after the baby wakes up or if they're in a position for a while after breastfeeding, and then do a little bit of massage afterwards. Wow. And, and I think it's so important that parents understand that it's not all about one thing or the other thing and that there are some things that they can do as well. So... Uh, uh, if the baby doesn't get treated, let's say that this is something that the baby was born with. If the baby doesn't get treated during the first month, is chiropractic treatment effective after the infant is, you know, a couple of months old or so? Sure, absolutely. It will take a little bit longer, uh, just like patients, uh, adult patients. If they have something, a back pain that's been there for a year, it'll take a lot more treatment than if it's only been there for a week. So it'll still respond. Uh, it would take a little bit more time, a little more patience. But uh, absolutely, the quicker, uh, like almost any condition, the quicker you get treated, uh, the quicker it will respond. Great question. So I think maybe let me ask it this way. Is it ever too late to try chiropractic? No, I have a 92-year-old who came in uh, about two months ago and uh, trying chiropractic for the first time and, and, and doing fantastic, able to resolve doing some horseback riding, doing some things that she thought she could never do again. So uh, wow. she's not looking to be 20 again, but she's hoping to increase her activity and at least get back to feeling like a, maybe a, an 85, 90-year-old. Well, I just have to say that, of course, uh, uh, my mother is way far away from where you and I live, but she had chiropractic treatments uh, on a semi-regular basis, uh, certainly past 85 or 90 or so. And I would say that probably, again, it goes back to that idea of tolerance. I suspect that her chiropractor was more gentle with her than he would have been with, say, me or uh, a Washington Redskin. And I know you really have adjusted the Washington Redskins. (laughs) Yes, we have adjusted a couple, absolutely. Uh, Again, I guess it really just goes back to being in tune with what the patient can tolerate and being sensitive to, certainly for adults, their verbal cues, but for uh, children, their nonverbal cues. And I think that's just something that's real useful for us to be able to understand. Well, for those of you who have been listening, I hope that you've 
really gotten a chance to have an inside view, if you will, into some of the concerns that parents have about chiropractic, as well as some of the uh, situations that Dr. Poulet has described for us, and how it is, in fact, uh, very possible that your baby could be at least assessed by the chiropractor and possibly treated, and that parents can do things in the meanwhile. So, do not leave. We will be right back after this short break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto, and I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me, as well as my guest, Dr. Mike Poulin, who is with us today to talk to us about chiropractic treatment and newborns. Uh, Dr. Poulin is very experienced, very articulate, and also a parent who really understands that parents do have concerns about their baby and the kinds of treatments that they can line up for them, whether they need them, who's the best one for the job, et cetera, et cetera. We've been talking especially about torticollis, and I will give Dr. Poulin a couple of more questions about torticollis. 
uh, in this segment, but also I'd like to ask him about some other kinds of things that he has encountered in newborns because we all know that although babies may very well have difficulty breastfeeding if they have torticollis, he's also pointed out some other kinds of things that uh, the baby has some difficulties with that the parent needs to be aware of. And so he's helped us to understand a little bit about what he can do for those babies and uh, I think what I'd like to bring you to is a greater understanding of the kinds of things maybe to look for that maybe the uh, standard, uh, I hate to use the word standard, but sort of the mainstream uh, medical treatments may have not been able to uncover or may not have been able to help the baby. And if so, these are some possibilities of things that you might sort of be in tune to. For those of you who are joining us who are professionals, I'd just like to remind you that I will be continuing to give my review course during the next couple of months, and I will be starting to give my comprehensive course in the fall. We don't have registration quite open for that, but I would like to remind you that not only will registration for the courses be open, but also we will be offering a full scholarship for the comprehensive course in the fall. If you are interested or if one of your friends is interested, please visit my professional website, not the radio website, okay? But my professional website is www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. I will repeat that. It's www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. If you would like to apply for a scholarship, the deadline for doing that is July 31st. It is a full scholarship. It's the Felix Biancuso Scholarship given in memory of my late father who always insisted that education was cheaper than ignorance. If you are someone who believes that and can demonstrate that to us, you will be a strong candidate for that scholarship. So please let us hear from you. We do have that application online and available for you. We are very interested in seeing those who might, in fact, qualify. Uh, so anyway, I'm here today with chiropractor doc, Dr. Mike Poulin from Poulin Chiropractic here in the Northern Virginia area. Dr. Poulin is both in Herndon and in Ashburn. And Dr. Poulin, can you tell us a little bit, uh, just a follow-up here on the torticollis. Can you tell us, please... How can the physical therapist help the baby in a way that you would not be able to help the baby or vice versa? That's a great question. Uh, sometimes the, the, the baby will need uh, more intensive massage therapy, stretching um, that the, the parent doesn't feel comfortable doing or they just want to see a uh, secondary uh, professional for that. Uh, we would refer them to a physical therapist, and sometimes the pediatricians will recommend a, a physical therapist to be, to be combined with the chiropractic care. Um, so that you can work more of the muscular component as we work the skeletal, and then they, they, both of them respond much, much better uh, and much faster. Yes, I, I would certainly think so. And can you give us just a brief synopsis of when the parent has got the baby at home? I realize that if, he, if they bring the baby into you, you're going to know the baby is better, but what are some things that the parent can look for to see that the baby's better? Probably one of the most important things is just increased range of motion. I would look for yep. that right off the bat. Uh, more yep. mobility, more range of motion. Uh, usually if there's less neck pain, the baby will sleep better. So uh. I've seen in the past the baby will have longer stints of sleeping straight through. Instead of waking up every hour in pain, they'll sleep for three, four, or five hours. So um, their sleep patterns returning back to normal 
if they were able to if, if if it's been a couple months old and was able to to demonstrate some sleeping patterns before that they were they were longer that helps quite a bit uh usually the baby will eat better um and we'll have better bowel movements and all those kind of things because the baby's eating properly. But a lot right. of times, just like an adult, if you're in pain, you're not going to eat sometimes, not, not, not be as hungry, uh, and kind of a decreased eating pattern as well. So looking for those kind of things are usually things that kind of all coincide uh, with, with high pain levels. And as they start feeling better, uh, definitely the range of motion will be the first, one of the first things to come back. Back. You realize I'm sitting here thinking to myself, now how many of these kids have had pain and I haven't recognized it? And shame on me because you're really making me think about that, that really fine ability to really look at the baby in, in a way where you're asking yourself, is this baby just crying for nothing or is he crying for food or is he crying because he's too hot or too cold or does he have pain? And, uh, you know, no baby cries for nothing. They cry for something. It's just that us adults can't always figure that out and it really makes me, I don't know, kind of look inside of myself and wonder if I'm really looking at all of the cues. So tell us about some other kinds of ways that you feel that you can help uh especially young babies with chiropractic. What have you seen? What's useful? If I'm the parent, what should I know? Uh, two things I would look for is, is scoliosis. If, it, if the baby's Ooh. been uh, for a, a month or two or, you know, the baby's had some x-rays and, and they take an x-ray of the spine, and usually it's not done at that quite young of an age. But if there's a family history of scoliosis on the mom and dad side, Sometimes an assumption can be made. You can possibly feel it by palpating the spine or feeling of the spine. Scoliosis is a condition that we treat a lot. Um, Dr. Siri and I, in our practice, we we are certified and recertified in what's called the Cox uh, disc decompression technique. So Cox technique, uh, we treat a lot of scoliosis, a lot of discs and a lot of conditions that a lot of kids won't have, but scoliosis sometimes at a very young age can be diagnosed with an x-ray, um, usually weight-bearing, standing, um, and sometimes it has to be assisted with the, with the parent uh, holding. Another condition we do treat with children is ear infections. Uh, again, some of them, over 50%, if not more, probably may, may have a true ear infection, but the pediatrician and the ENT uh, tells the parent that the ears look perfectly fine and there's no ear infection, but yet they're constantly tugging on the ear and there's all kinds of, of issues going on with the ears. Um, then sometimes uh, we found the adjusting of the upper neck vertebrae, C1 through C4, C5 in the neck. Okay. Uh, those nerve roots supply the teeny little muscle inside the ear, and if that little muscle inside the ear is not contracting and pumping the fluid out properly, the fluid sits there and develops into a semi or pseudo ear infection. And as we adjust the vertebrae, the nerve flow goes back to that, that muscle. The muscle continues to start contracting again, pumps the fluid out. Because at that age, the astuchian canals in the ear is very horizontal. Yes. As we become, get older, it starts inclining, and then the fluids drain out naturally. Like on an airplane, you hold your nose and you blow, and it clears your ears. Well, unfortunately, little kids at that age of, of zero to a year old, they're very horizontal, and the fluid just kind of sits there. So having that muscle pump that fluid out is very, very important, and that's another reason why we adjust the upper neck, uh, especially in children, um, to get that nerve flow 100% so that the ear infection will, will clear up. Again, not to say that all ear infections will clear up with chiropractic care, but uh, sure. if, there's a, if there's an internal condition, a true ear infection going on, or uh, there's something else going on for the ENT is diagnosed, uh, definitely go the medical route with that. But if everything else they've tried, nothing's working, um, and definitely chiropractic is an avenue for the parent to, to explore. 
Wow, that is really enlightening to me. I, I really had no idea. And I'm also thinking that there really are those kids out there. And, uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the eustachian tube. I thought that the way that you explained it was pretty clear. You're saying that when... All right, go back again to the part about... Sure, there's uh, a little muscle, a teeny little muscle inside the ear. Uh, the eustachian canal is very horizontal and, and little, yeah. little uh, infants. And there's a little muscle called the tensor villi palatini. Teeny, ah, teeny little muscle. Okay. It must be an Italian muscle, all those eyes in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, little, that little muscle, uh, it pumps the fluids in and out of the ear. Well, the, the cervical nerve roots go to the cervical ganglion, which is a big word for like a big junction junction box and electric panel yep. in your basement, and yep. <laughs> then from there, then it goes out to the to the to the muscle. So if that nerve is irritated in the neck, that junction box, that light switch is not working, and that that poor muscle just sits there non-contracting. So it really does make a big big difference. And I've had probably eight or nine cases. Uh, one of my cousins uh, down in Maryland brought her little guy over and uh, cleared up his ears in, in two or three visits. So, again, not all ear infections will respond to chiropractic care, but if they've ruled out everything else and nothing else is responding, I would definitely say give chiropractic uh, care a shot. Wow. That is very interesting because when you first said that, I'm like, oh, come on, Dr. Pullen, how are you, you going to make this connection? <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense, and I suspect that there are certainly many parents that don't really fully understand that something is, as you say, wrong. They can see the baby tugging at the ear. There appears to be nothing wrong, but there obviously is something wrong, and I'm sure it never would have dawned on me that the chiropractor could help the baby for that kind of thing. Uh, so Certainly, bottle-fed babies are much more at risk for uh, ear infections for a number of reasons, but part of it is the way in which they actually take and suckle the bottle. But, of course, the other part is the immunoglobulins and so forth, so that's it's a little bit more complicated than what I make it sound. But the fact of the matter is, uh, certainly this is an avenue that we need to consider, and again, to repeat, uh, this is not medical advice, and if you're hearing this, this does not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. We're just trying to help parents here to understand that there are perhaps some ideas that they can explore, get some help that they might not have thought about, and maybe most of all to be in tune to some symptoms or signs that they might not have noticed or felt that there, there was no extra help for, and in fact, uh, there certainly can be. Now, for those of you who have been hearing about the baby aspect of this and you're wondering, is there any more here that I really need to be thinking about? The answer is, yeah, I think so. As someone who has taken care of a lot of antepartum patients and a lot of labor patients, I'd like to come back on the other side of the break and ask Dr. Pula to talk to us a little bit about chiropractic treatment during pregnancy and how that affects labor and delivery. I'm Marie Biancuzzo with Born to be Breastfed. I'm here with Dr. Mike Poulin today. We'll be right back after this short break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, 
Come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso with Born to be Breastfed. Welcome back. I'm talking today with chiropractor Dr. Mike Poulin. We've spent a lot of time talking about chiropractic and the baby. I'd like to move to what the chiropractors can do for the pregnant woman because I know that many of you uh, might be pregnant while you're listening or perhaps you're thinking of becoming pregnant in the future. And I'd like to ask Dr. Poulin a little bit about how chiropractic can help you during your pregnancy and maybe most especially with your labor and delivery, which is where I believe that I have seen the positive results. Uh, I've often said that one nurse's observations do not a study make, but one nurse's observations over many patients or many years is probably worth listening to. So now we're really going to go get the inside scoop. Dr. Poulin, when I was a young nurse, I had a a, a chiropractor who I think was about 150 when I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I started working with him, he seemed to know absolutely everything. And he really tried to explain to me how chiropractic can really help uh, the woman to be in a better situation to give birth. And he gave me all the bit about uh, uh, relaxing and the pelvis and the whole bit. Now, uh, can you, <laughs> I realize you don't know what he said to me, but could you sort of recap that for us? I'm sure you can. Sure, sure. Uh, we find that a lot of our female patients, obviously when they're pregnant, they have a lot of back issues, back labor. Um, Dr. Cox, the doctor we study under and who uh, is my mentor and who's kind of the the um, the research guy of, of the chiropractic field, he's got the most researched uh, grants from NIH and HHS uh, wow. and really puts, puts chiropractic on the roadmap to have, like you said earlier, true studies behind it and have 
validity, not only from results, but also kind of combine the science and the research behind it. Um, he says that low back pain in pregnant women is about 61%. Uh, unfortunately, about 25% of those uh, actually get recommended by their OBGYNs or their general practitioners to chiropractic for treatment. So unfortunately, pregnant Pregnant females have a lot of back pain issues that, unfortunately, sometimes they'll say, well, it's just due to your, to your being pregnant or the baby's laying on a sciatic nerve, and they kind of just put up with it. But yes. a lot of times it's, it's a combination of the disc maybe getting some compression, the sciatic nerve maybe getting pinched, the sacroiliacs uh, going back to the relaxin hormone you mentioned earlier. Uh, when that hormone relaxes, those sacroiliac joints start moving, and when they do, they, they get misaligned and pinch that nerve sometimes. So the, the last thing you want to do is have a miserable, a painful, back, uh, back pain full uh, first pregnancy. And sometimes it's discouraging to have a second pregnancy. So luckily after four children, my wife was blessed to have a chiropractor in the house and general <laughs> back pain. But also we find that afterwards, after the, the pregnancy, the recovery is much, much faster. So getting adjusted after the pregnancy uh, is also very crucial. So as the, the relaxing hormone stops being produced, the pelvis starts tightening back up, the ligaments start tightening back up, and you want to heal in the right place, not kind of like a whiplash injury after a car accident. You, when it heals out of place, you want to make sure you get adjusted after your pregnancy as well, which is very, very important. So when would you think uh, that the woman might first start to think about whether or not she needs a chiropractic adjustment? How many months gestation? I typically, we, some patients will, will start coming in between you know, zero to 20 weeks. Um, they will start coming in if they've already been a patient. But typically, we see a lot of patients who've never been to the chiropractor, usually around 30 weeks is when they usually start getting their, their in, ligament instability to allow the pelvis to open so the baby can, can descend um, into the pelvis. Um, so 30 weeks to 40 weeks, we definitely see a lot of, a lot of that. Uh, but some patients are, are really aware of their body and they know something's just not right, so they'll present to us. Um, obviously, when they're pregnant, we will not do x-rays. We'll do a full physical um, orthopedic neurological examination on them. Um, and we'll sometimes even call their OB-GYN to confirm that there's no contraindications and that chiropractic is suggested um, and so forth. Um, so what's nice about the chiropractic, it's very safe. There's no drugs, no, no side effects to doing what we do. So, again, it's very safe where the sometimes medications can be very limited, and we try to not, not push that avenue uh, just for the sake of the baby. But um, about 69% of pregnant women reported low back pain during their pregnancy, and it's just amazing that when they get that, it can really put a damper on the whole pregnancy. So managing their back pain is so crucial. I find that most pregnant women women just sort of put up and shut up because they think that they have to endure the back pain, and uh, they really don't think about the chiropractor or the massage therapist or anybody else. They just think it's a matter of put up and shut up. So, so tell me this: if I'm a pregnant woman, or even if I'm a gray-haired old lady, which is what I am, um, <laughs> how do I find? I mean, I know how I found you, and luckily, you only live a couple of miles or work a couple of miles down the road from where I live, but. If if I'm uh, sitting on the other side of the country right now, here are you and I sitting on the East Coast just outside of Washington, D.C., but um, how do I find you? How do I find a, a different chiropractor if I'm elsewhere? Educate us a little bit. 
Absolutely. Um, we are getting, we are COX certified, COX, uh, COX disc decompression certified. So what I would look first is for a doctor who, who's proficient at the COX technique. Uh, you can go to our website, www.poolinchiropractic or poolinchiro, P-O-U-L-I-N, chiro, C-H-I-R-O.com. And you click under the word resources and go down to find a doctor. You can put the zip code in and you'll find for doctors, uh, doctors that are certified and that are active like myself um, around the country, around the world. So it's a great, great resource to have. Uh, the thing about the Cox technique is that Dr. Cox, uh, the research that goes behind everything we do is just, and that's why medical doctors love us because it's so thorough, it's so uh, accurate, and it's up to date. We keep the technique is revolved, just constantly is changing, and we kept the queue up to date with the newest and latest research uh, that comes out daily and monthly uh, with this Cox technique. And for those of uh, the listeners that might not fully understand, I just want to say that Dr. Poulin is licensed and educated as a chiropractor. The Cox certification is above and beyond his basic education. This is a matter of uh, specific technique with, as he said, a mentor. And so I just want everybody to understand it's not like you uh, do a few hours with a master doctor and you know suddenly be able to do this. Uh, Dr. Poulin has spent, I'm sure, many, many years and uh, many, many dollars becoming a chiropractor, and uh, excellent he truly is. I can't believe how the time flies. It has been a true pleasure having Dr. Mike Poulin here today to talk to us about chiropractic treatment in general, not only for uh, ourselves, but for our babies, for our pregnant uh, people. Uh, Dr. Poulin, thank you so much. It's been a real, real joy. You've been informative and uh, delightful to talk with. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, that's all the time we have today. So I would, again, like to thank Dr. Mike Poulin from Poulin Chiropractic here in Northern Virginia. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed, and I'd definitely like to invite all of you to come back next week. We will have another uh, very cool show. Please visit my website. It's borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up next week. And if you're interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Again, that website is borntobebreastfed.com. Don't forget to send me questions. If you have questions uh, for either me or for Dr. Poulin today, please send them to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Once again, that's radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I'm Marie Biancuso, and I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 